Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, this is the Eager Beaver Show. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning, and hello, kids, and welcome to Season 3 and Episode number 268 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Yeah. Today, recording day, is Thursday, December 7th, 2023, and I have no idea what kind of day it's going to be at the Beaver Lodge, because to be totally honest, I rolled out of bed 10 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Uh, I had one of those weird nights where I had this running dream that lasted all night long that was really weird and quite vivid, so um, yeah, I actually don't know. Well, I assume I slept because it was a dream, but I don't know how deeply I slept because I'm extremely tired. I literally ran throughout the night. Might have been too much REM sleep. That'll happen. If you get too much REM, it, you're exhausted the next day. So it's it's weird. Oh, man, we were You can sleep 12 hours and feel like you haven't slept a second. The body's mm-hmm. complex. Complex. We are also... Sp- Supposed to have a guest pop in, but there may be uh, issues at home. Complications. So, complications. Yeah, uh, they, they had uh, they were coming in very quickly, but they're going to a medical appointment with a uh, one of their children. So, getting kids ready for school and stuff. Uh, Things uh, happen. Life, so, uh, life. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything yet. So hence the welcome, Holly. But if not, uh, we'll find another moment. But. 
big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Pepper Master, The Miss V Mysteries from Covid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We have a nibble for you today, but before we do anything else, let's say hello to you, Mr. Grizzly, and ask how your mental health is doing today, sir. Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. My mental health, uh, I, think I'm, I think I'm doing pretty good today, actually. You do recall last week I was... Yes. Like I, I felt physically ill. I had a stomach thing. My head was pounding. I was just feeling terrible. And then uh, the end of the week rolled around and I started to feel better. And by Friday morning, I was feeling like myself. And then, you know, I had a very busy weekend. And then Monday, traveling all day. So I was a little rough on Tuesday because, look, even when the time change is only two hours, traveling, going in and out of airports, getting in and on planes, it, it's it's exhausting. It really does physically drain you. So here we are Thursday morning and I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. Like I'm physically good, emotionally good, mentally good, like just good. Not great, but good. And I'll take good mm. over bad any day of the week. Absolutely. I'm, oh. I'm very, I'm very, uh, contented this morning. Let's put it that way. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. I like that. Yay. Me too. Contented Mr. Grizzly. I like being able to say that. Although that it, I am admittedly a little fired up over the responses I've read online about um, the conservatives voting against a, a food pro program for children in schools and, and the commentary from a, a cadre of ghouls. Yeah. Well, parents should feed their own children. You dumb idiots. It's for those who can't and those who are neglectful and those who aren't good parents. That's what we're trying to take care of. But the typical conservative mindset, well, there's a few people that might not deserve this, so nobody gets it. Starve everyone. Fuck you. I just, I just, you're, it, we're talking about feeding children in school. Yeah. And even if you could afford it, Mm -hmm. eating and making sure that you have a full belly is so vital yes to being able to learn having a good nutritious meal particularly you can't learn on an empty stomach you yeah. cannot particularly if you're in school before five mm -hmm. and then the years from five to seven as uh joanna johnson uh unlearn 16 tweets mm -hmm. uh says five to seven when the personality is forming yes. and gets locked in it's, it's why wouldn't you just have that as par as part of it well uh, one of the Gardens comments read, meat. we're not going to let the state tell our children what to eat we're going to feed them ourselves i'm like you're you're missing the point you dumb fuck we Are already you willfully let, ignorant we like, already let the we already ooh, let the state tell us what to eat have you never heard of the canada food guide I, this is what i don't get it's either I mean, willful ignorance or or, or or blissful hatred one of the I just, we just understand it. Yeah, and we How just saw in Alberta. Children? You know, and we just saw in Alberta that the government does do it, but they had an issue, mm -hmm. especially with preschool yeah. children, when safety, basic safety, wasn't taken care of, and kids got renal failure. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to do it. And you have to do it well, exactly, Kitlin. You're from your pro-life party, except not after they're born. Yeah, they're pro-birth, not pro-life. Well, so I mean, it, I, I just don't understand this. And in October 
2019 from the Coalition for Healthy School Food. It says, there's an article here, support is across political parties for school food programs. Mm -hmm. At the federal level, during the selection campaign, we've been hearing commitments and support for school food across party lines. Nourishing Canadian students is an issue that everyone can get behind. The NDP became the first national political party to cost out school food program. The NDP fiscal plan committed $200 million to a healthy meal program for children in 2020-2021, growing to $300 million in 2024. That was on page 64 of the NDP's platform of the last election, where they stated New Democrats will partner with provinces, territories, municipalities, and Indigenous communities to work towards a national school nutrition program that will give every child in Canada access to healthy food and the food literacy skills to make healthy choices for life. The Green Party platform had it on page 38. In response to Food Secure Canada and Dietitians of Canada questions, the Liberal Party confirmed their commitment made earlier that year, 2019, uh, in the Liberal government's March 2019 budget. In response to Food Secure Canada questions, the Black Québécois responded that school food is a provincial matter and they would be seeking more transfers for education social services for Quebec and the provinces in order to be able to establish one. While it has not appeared in the Conservative Party platform, this is October 30th, 2019, a number of Conservative Party candidates have expressed their support for the concept of providing good, healthy food in schools with several Conservative MPs committing to a national cost-shared program. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that every single Conservative MP voted against it. Mm -hmm. Yes. What changed between October 30th, 2019 and yesterday? They needed to, I don't know, be contrary. I just... They, they campaigned on it. I know. So they said they were for it, except for when it comes time to actually do it. I've got your back. I've got your back. Except this wasn't, of course, a, a full party commit. It was just several MPs here and there, and they didn't care enough about it to put it in their platform. So I guess you could have seen this coming. But the ones that vocally told people to get that moment of press, that nanosecond of good press, what happened to them? Mm-hmm. Those and either they told them e to vote against it, and, yeah. and they all fell in line like the pack of barking seals that they behave like on a daily basis in the House of Commons. Exactly. Either that happened, or you know, or they just. Um, I mean, I can't really see any other thing. And it, it was a question that someone asked uh, on another vote uh, at some point. I can't remember off the top of my head, but someone asked, "Did Pierre Polyev bully you into voting this way?" I think it was on Ukraine. I think it was Shannon Stubbs, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she responded, oh, we supported this, blah, blah, like this. But then she wrote a long screed. But nowhere in there did she respond to why it is she suddenly changed mm -hmm. and whether or not she was whipped. So this has been a promise from the federal government for nearly two years. Everybody was wondering what was the delay. Uh, the pledge was left out of the 2023 federal budget. So people were really wondering, hey, what the heck? So the Coalition for Healthy School Food Coordinator, Debbie Field, said in a post-budget statement, and a budget of billions of dollars, why social policy would have included the liberal election platform's $1 billion commitment over five years to advance the national school food program. Such an investment would have also reduced pressures on families' budgets. Well, it seems that the liberals heard that. Well, here, look at this. Yeah. Could you please get on that? And that mm -hmm. was in April and it wasn't anywhere in the budget and they did. Um, don't know why it took so long, but it did. Um, 
So voting against Healthy Meals for Kids, that's what Pierre Polyev's conservatives do, did today. Now, let's just scroll down this feed, okay? Yeah, we want the carbon tax off so we can actually feed our kids ourselves, you commie. My response was, uh-huh, with the city of Calgary study that proves the only people that will benefit from the lack of a carbon tax are the wealthy. Yep, which again, is another conservative principle. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. We're going to give to those who have less so that they can better have a better life. Oh, well, we can't have that. Can't have that. Can we? This one, Talib Talib, who feeds your kids? We do not want our children to be institutionally fed. The state will decide what your child eats. No, thank you. Ghoul, by your metric, you would rather let children starve than have the federal government feed them. Not everyone has the means to feed their children. There's a much bigger picture here. Look past your own nose. Mm-hmm. Parents are in charge of providing healthy meals to their children, not the responsibility of the government. The government should promote better jobs for Canadians. And this is exactly what the conservatives uh, want to do. That way, the parents will be able to feed their children at the same time by reducing the taxes. Parents will have more money in their buckets and will be able to feed their children. Jesus, you ghoul. The conservatives will destroy all social programs, unions, and make sure the oligarchs, or oligarchs that own them, pay their serfs, us, as little as possible. You're either willfully ignorant or very naive to believe the lies they tell you. And let's just scroll down here to this one. This this is the best one here. This this arsehole. This you, sweetie? School food programs left waiting for liberals to make good on $1 billion promise for national plan. Isn't that what they just fucking did? What kind? That's not a got you. What the fuck is wrong with people? I just, ugh. Yep. Yep. Now, according to the liberal platform back at the time, they were saying that there's about 3 million children that are living without guaranteed access to nutritious school meals. 3 million. Now, this doesn't mean 3 million children who are going hungry. They're just without guaranteed access to nutritious school meals. Uh, A few months later... um, the pledge did make it to the mandate letters of Agriculture and Agri-Food Minister Marie-Claude Bibot and the Minister of Families and Children and Social Development, Karina Gould, who currently is pregnant. So maybe that had something to do with the fact that they got, a, they got on that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had consultations, of course, in uh, 2020, between November and December 2022. Um, and I guess this uh, finally came, uh, came to pass. Uh, but here's the thing. Canada is the only G7 country without a national school food program. That's embarrassing. That's really embarrassing. <laughs> and look at the, Just like we were the only nation without a national housing strategy up until right. 2017. Yes. And here's the absurdity, the absurd response. If you can't feed your own kids, you're not fit to be a parent. That's kind what of the point. Are they going to do put the kids back? Well, that's kind of the point. Not a kid's fault if their parents can't provide everything they need. Like, what kind of a stupid fucking idiot says something? If you can't feed your kids, you're not fit to be a parent. Um, and he- yeah, okay. What, what are you going to do about it? You're going to let them starve then? You can't put them back. You can't send them what you're going to give them up. Like, what What kind of a fucking I- I'm, I'm real. I'm really fired up about this this morning. I can see that. Um, it's children we're talking about. And these fucking assholes are trying to score political points by making hay out of children not getting fed. Or getting fed in this case. I just, I do not understand humanity some days. I just want to go around and smack every single fucking one of them until I get, knock some sense into them. I'm not going to do it. 
but wanting to do it is a different thing. Because sometimes you see somebody who just needs a smack in the back of the head. Smarten up. The fuck is wrong with you? You gonna let children starve? Fuck you. Pro-life, eh? Pro-life. You're pro-birth. Nothing more. Nothing more. Oh, I'm mad about this. Mm-hmm. We gotta... Let's bombard Skippy's office with letters about why he is a fucking ghoul for voting against okay, 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 feeding okay, children. Okay, 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 okay. I told you, I'm pissed off right now. There is, um, interestingly, absolutely nothing about this vote on the CBC's politics page. Nope, nothing. This morning. But the conservatives are um, really, 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 really preoccupied with uh, getting Greg Fergus, Canada's first black speaker, to resign, but, and putting in declaring Christian Heritage Month, but apparently not with feeding kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also with uh, tabling thousands of amendments to keep Parliament sitting over Christmas to deny everyone else time to spend time with their children until he gets his way on the carbon tax when he knows he's politically impotent yes. on that. So again, he's going to spend if there's thousands of amendments, I assume tens of thousands of Canadians' dollars keeping Parliament open. Salaries, benefits, photocopies, lights, staff, on a whole bunch of amendments to make a non-point because neither the Bloc nor the NDP will support him. They want to go home too. Yeah. So he's denying parents. He wants to deny parents a chance to be with their kids. Well, and at the same token, doesn't he have two toddlers at home? Yeah. So I get, yeah. Will he be there for all of it? I'm just. How could, how could a nation, how could one political party not vote for a national food program and it doesn't even get an article yeah nothing like this is just astonishing to me how is that even possible there's nothing on it we're talking about feeding children children i'm looking at ctv's website as well nothing nothing Nothing. It's so embarrassing. I'm guessing (laughs) this is a really big deal. It's a massive deal. I do not understand (laughs) whatsoever. I don't either. You got uh, government house leader Karina Gould uh, talking about Pierre Polliver's plan to keep everybody in the house for longer. Quote, we're going to put in a thousands of Thousands of amendments at committee and in House of Commons forcing all night round the clock voting to block your $20 billion of inflationary spending. Sorry, that this is Pierre, not Karina. Uh, $20 billion of inflationary spending and the rest of your economically destructive plans until you agreed to our demand to take the tax off farmers, First Nations, and families. He's going to hijack Parliament. Mm-hmm. 
So the first reading was in March of March 9th, 2023 for this, the, the, an act to develop a national framework to establish a school food program. That was the first second reading completed on December 6th. Mm-hmm. And I will put a link of the text to the bill in the chat here for anybody who is curious. Now, Gould said uh, about the Pulver stunt, Polyev stunt, Polyev, that what he's threatening is not leadership and accused him of doing this for his own personal aggrandizement. Quote, it will affect Canadians because what he's doing is putting thousands of amendments on notice for things like Sustainable Jobs Act. That's an 11-page bill. His party has put almost 20,000 amendments on it, on an 11-page bill. 20,000 amendments? That's what they've been working on, yeah. And what are those amendments? They're all jokes. They're about amending the title. They're about amending specific words. He's not threatening to hold Parliament hostage, but Canadians, because he's a bully, and that's what he's trying to do right now. Mm-hmm. And this summer, Podiev threatened to filibuster the federal budget bill by calling hundreds of dilatory motions, voting his caucus was ready to work all summer long. So it's literally the same play. I'm going to work all holidays long. Ultimately, his party agreed to adjourn the spring sitting two days early. So he got all the press. We're going to keep you here all summer long if you won't impose our budget over yours, which again, he's politically impotent to do because the conservatives seem to have forgotten that you need to work with other parties unless you get an exclusive majority and no party wants to work with them because they take positions like being against a national school program. So so he's like strutting there going, I'm going to force you to do, you can't force him to do anything at all. He's, he's impotent. In the he house, no you can't force them. Yeah. Nobody wants to work with you. You've made yourself uh, so unlikable. Your party has had policies that are so unsupportable that nobody wants to work with you. The Prime Minister said, it turns out the only farming the Conservative Party cares about is rage farming. Ooh, yes, so that's that. a nice little take considering uh, what they're doing about uh, that. Pull the carbon tax off farmers so we can feed our Okay. All of this was just an attempt to fundraise off the back of farmers. We have an opposition leader so ideologically opposed to protecting the planet that he's willing to take Parliament hostage. The leader of the opposition has threatened to ruin the holidays if his ideological demands are not met. Let us be clear, we will keep working for Canadians while the Conservative leader is only fueled by the sound of his own voice. Yeah. It is true. It, I, I saw that exchange, and, and the Prime Minister stood up in the house and said he's only rage farming, and I went, <laughs> shot across the bow. I was surprised. I mean, look, they've they've been ignoring him, I think, for far too long, quite honestly, yeah. A- and letting him get away with his lies and his bullshit, and now they're like, okay, enough of this, enough. And I think... Canadians are starting to understand the lies that he tells. And he, he, look, he shot himself in the foot on the Rainbow Bridge uh, car accident, yep. calling it a terrorist act before anybody had said that other than Fox News. Well, CP, which CTV works for. No, they said it 15 minutes after you did in the House. And then he got called out on that and tried to backpedal on that and, and flat out lied. And Robert Fife called him a liar on television. So when that happens, when you've lost Fife, bro, throw in the towel. You're finished. Yep, indeed. He will not be in power by the time the next election comes along. It's not going to happen. He just keeps own goaling himself every damn day. Yep. We have Michelle Ferreri, the alleged single mother of six children. She voted against it. 
Yeah. Six kids. The entire party did. Voted against it. I just, and again, I'm going through Twitter mm-hmm. and I put National Food Program and I'm going through everything. Not one news article. No, not a, not a single one. Nothing. That's astonishing to me. And according to the Toronto Star on August 30th, food insecurity among Canadian school-aged children jumps by nearly 30% just as kids went back to school. So we're doing something about it, but nobody's talking about it. I just... uh, Why? I, I, I don't understand the vote, and I don't understand why this wasn't a subject that was important enough for the media to actually cover it. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like, why is this, why is this not being covered? Why CBC, CTV, why are you not covering this global? What's going on? Is, is our children not worth, you know, a national food program for children in school that that's not significant enough story to report on? I just and look I know a lot of people hate the PM and that's fine I don't care if you love him hate him or despise him I don't care you have to understand something very important here and we've discussed this before Mr. Beaver this is a transformational government akin to Lester B. Pearson minority government who got a lot of stuff done right a lot I mean $10 a day daycare the uh, child poverty, uh, uh, child tax benefits so you can get children out of poverty, a national food program, a national drug program, a national dental care program. Well, pharma's not there yet, but it will be. Mm -hmm. This is a transformational government. Like it or not, I don't care what your political stripe is. You have to acknowledge that a lot of good has been done by this government. And again, as I've said time and time again, I have never voted for Justin Trudeau. I don't live in his writing, so I can't. <laughs> That's sort of an inside joke for those of us who understand how our system works. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. And Look, I'm sorry I was so upset at the top of the show, but... No, 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 it's right to be upset. It's... I, I, you know, I'm not going to hold back on something like this. I need people to understand how wrong it is that the leader of the loyal opposition and his entire party voted against a food program to feed children, a national program, because not every municipality has it. You know, it's like James said in the chat, his municipality takes care of the kids. They get lunch. Not every municipality has the budget for that. Not every province is, well, most of them are run by conservatives and they're not funding anything except for their wealthy developer buddies as evidenced by what's taking place at Ontario place here in, in, in this province. So a national program to feed children is a good thing. It's absolutely a good thing. And I, and I'm speaking from a place of somebody who never went without a meal as a child Mm -hmm. ever. Same here. Ever. I never knew what it was like to go hungry. Now I speak from a position of having a mother who would go without to make sure I did have a meal. Mem shows pour moi. Mem shows pour moi. And here's the other thing. If kids are getting a nutritious lunch, 
and school. You're talking about like, take the carbon. That's more than the carbon tax you pay in a day, the value of that. And that's money you don't have to pay at home, whether you're rich or poor, mm -hmm. that you can invest in providing your child with a better breakfast and supper. Exactly. Exactly. Or if it was a national that, school breakfast program, then a better lunch and supper. That's right. One or the other. And, and a lot of places do have a, a breakfast program. And then, you know, they have a lunch program as well. But the breakfast program, I think, is, is very, very important because a kid goes to school hungry. You feed him before you start to teach him. You can't learn on an empty stomach. As far as I'm concerned, schools should be providing the breakfast and the lunch. Agreed. Agreed. Start. And, and, it's in the interest of the country. Mm-hmm especially long in long-term interest if you're playing the long game to make sure that everybody that is in a school bench is in the best situation to learn. If that means we need to take over feeding them because our 24 seven fast world makes it such that parents don't let, let's forget neglect or unable people are busy. Mm -hmm. People are busy. Gone are the days where mom wakes up at five or six in the morning and makes pancakes and oatmeal and like for, for everyone. Yes. Where that happens everywhere. Yeah, it's just not when the case. I was in school that didn't like for breakfast. Yes. You know, when I was living with my mom, stuff. but from the time I could like pour cereal into a bowl and make toast, mm -hmm. those days were over. Those days were over. And how many kids, especially young girls, mm -hmm. when they hit their teenage years, decide they're going to skip breakfast? Oh, yes. Right? Psychological effects. So, you know. That's not good. It's like, make sure the kids eat. Yeah. You make... I, I, well, there's no reason those to be against this. There's no reason to be against this. None. And, and simply, well, it's not. It's, it's not that bad. If you, if the kid goes hungry, you can still. No, he can't. You tell me. Tell me right here, right now, that you can skip your lunch while you're working in your job, whatever it is, wherever you're working. Skip your lunch, and work right on through. Don't eat anything. Tell me how you feel around three o'clock, or two o'clock, when you haven't had anything to eat since breakfast, or if you're like me for breakfast. This is my breakfast. I can't eat first thing in the morning because it makes me nauseated. I can't. I, I just, I simply can't. If I eat, it's my, my head's in the toilet. I've been like that since I was about 15. And I would eat a bowl of cereal and then get to school and be... So please tell me, if you skip your lunch, and why don't we just, let's all skip lunch today. Let's all fast today. We'll all skip lunch and see how we feel at 3 o'clock. And then we'll write a letter to our member of parliament and let them know. You know what? I tried one day without lunch. I tried one single day. And guess what? I couldn't accomplish anything by about two in the afternoon because I was, I was hangry. I was tired. I couldn't concentrate. Mm -hmm. Somebody had a conversation with me in a meeting and I don't remember any of it. Yeah, that's how it works. You go without food, you cannot function. So how are you supposed to teach children whose brains and bodies are slowly developing? They, they can't learn if they're starving. It's just... I'm just blown away by this. I'm blown away by the whole fact that it's not national news. 
I'm blown away by the fact that people voted against this. And they're going to they're gonna find something slim in there to, to make hay out of it. Kind of like they did with Ukraine and the carbon tax, which was a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. They voted against the Ukraine trade deal because they said, there's a, he's going to force a carbon tax. No, he wasn't. There's no carbon tax in there. There's none. And a matter of fact, if they want to be part of the EU, their carbon levies are stricter than the ones we have here in Canada. And Ukraine has had a program since 2012. So, like, what is their excuse for this? What is their excuse for this, for voting against it? What is their reasoning for it? I really want to know, because I can't figure it out. Yeah. Now, the other bit of news that came out yesterday um, was the Auditor General of Ontario's report. Mm -hmm. Into Deptford with whole bunch of things. And there were highlights from there. One in five emergency visits involved patients going to the ER for non-urgent issues because they didn't have a family doctor or access to other services. Between 2018 and 19 and 2022, 2023, Northern hospitals increased usage of nurses from staffing agencies by 25 times. The agencies charged three times the rate of an hourly nurse compared to an increase of about two and a half times for hospitals in the rest of the province. Between July 2022 and 23, June 2023, there were more than 200 unplanned temporary emergency department closures involving 23 hospitals, mostly in rural or remote areas, and mostly due to nursing and doctor shortages. Nursing and doctor shortages led to obstetric services closing at 10 hospitals in the north between July 2022 and September 2023. Emergency room patients wait on average two hours to be assessed by physician up to 30 minutes in the last up 30 minutes in the last 10 years and wait more than 24 hours if they require an inpatient bed. The government made decisions about the Ontario Science Centre's move to Ontario Place with preliminary and incomplete cost information and insufficient input from key stakeholders. The government made significant changes to energy, land use, planning, and housing policies without enough environmental consultation. Mm-hmm. International students account for 18% of York University's total enrollment, but almost half its revenue. Yeah. And now you got conservatives going all around saying, no, send those kids back. If they need to use a food bank, kick them out. And then how do you fund the universities? I'm going to send you backpacking because of the problem that I created and yeah. we'll do nothing about to solve. Yeah. And then we've got Skippy going around saying, two million people have to go to the food bank simply because of Trudeau's carbon tax, but he won't feed the kids at school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those international students, other conservatives, are saying, hey, if you participated in a protest, yeah, of course, they mean only for Palestine, because I guess if you're not a Canadian citizen, but you participate in a pro-Israel pro- protest, this won't apply to you, according to them. Well, send them back, too. Well, gee, that's uh, sending back a lot of people now. You want to keep those universities open? I mean, the provinces are t- definitely don't want to fund it from provincial money. Clearly. No. In 2022, drivers who received two more suspensions in the previous year had a fatal collision rate six times higher than the general driver population. Ontario eliminated certain maneuvers from driver exams, such as parallel parking and three-point turns, to reduce backlogs caused by COVID-19, but the reduced test still remains in place long after the delays were cleared. Does that seem like a good idea to you? (laughs) Nope. Especially considering how many people have difficulty with parallel parking. To begin with. Right. Only 35% of the aggregate pits and quarries where sand and gravel and stone and rock needed for construction are gathered. 
that the natural that the auditor's office reviewed had been inspected by the Minister of Natural Resources and Forestry in the last five years. The Metro Toronto Convention Centre and the Ottawa Convention Centre have lost the opportunity to host 19 events since 2018 that could have brought an estimated $52 million in economic impact to the regions because they had set their bid price too high. And it, I mean, it just continues. Um, the Auditor General's uh, comments, particularly yes. about health and the Ontario Science Centre's move to Ontario Place, uh, combined with a couple of other decisions that were made this week, such uh, or over the past couple of weeks, such as to make Mike Ford the person who would approve certain things with housing, and then passing a few bills with only one hour of debate, which I guess has more to do with more plots of lands and different types of things, uh, led uh, the Premier of Ontario, who had a lot to say about Bonnie Crombie, mm -hmm. to make an interesting decision. Uh, now, let's hear what he said about uh, Bonnie Crombie. And uh, this is Sid uh, Sixero who says this and he's saying something that we have been saying on the show for the longest time mm -hmm. don't vote for people who insult your intelligence and treat you like you're stupid and you know that here's the thing I, I, sometimes i see eye to eye with sid and other times i don't but i respect the fact that he speaks from the heart off the cuff let's have yeah. a look at this to watch this play out yesterday as Bonnie Crombie comes in, current mayor of Mississauga and future full-time leader of the provincial liberals, I was absolutely stunned. Take another look. I can't believe it's real. This is a leader that said no to removing tolls, no to scrapping the license plate stickers, no to cutting taxes. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because their leader was too busy flying around in the private jet of her buddy, the developer, that everyone knows who this developer is and is going to come back to haunt her, flying around in the private jet, going to her $5 million estate in the Hamptons. She's out of touch with the average person. You know, I don't want us to be distracted um, because this is the Ford government's attempt to distract the, from the issues at hand. They are flailing. They are desperate. And tomorrow they expect a very negative Auditor General's report, so they're trying to change the channel and put the focus on me, whereas the focus should be on them. That was one of the more ridiculous things I've heard this Premier ever say. And there's a list, but that one was at least on the podium. That's top three. Her response was calm, measured. I think when you get personal like that and you start to go for that, it is distractive, ultimately, and it is not really the issue at hand. That was a masterclass yesterday from Bonnie Crombie. An absolute masterclass dealing with one of the more ridiculous com... I, I'm just going to say this very clearly. Because the last time I was on air and, and I said, don't talk to us like we're dumb, was when the Greenbelt story was being denied left and right. I, I, people need to really start listening to me. Do not talk to us like we're dumb. And about two months after I said that, two ministers were gone from this Conservative government and their chiefs of staff. Where's Steve Clark now? Where is he now? People need to start listening to my voice on this. Ford's doing it again. That is a lazy, ridiculous argument, considering there are multiple reports that you have buddies at Buck and Doe's and weddings who are developers and everything. And there's an RCMP investigation, for goodness sake. Well, that, but how? So I'm supposed to buy this line? Boy, they think we're dumb, don't they? 
He nailed it. He, he nailed, nailed it. it. He nailed absolutely it. dead bang on. So he talks and about her. I'm going to say to Bonnie Crombie. He was right about that too. Yep. So he talks about he talks about her riding on a plane with the developers. He of the gravy plane with the OPP, and he was like so close to developers, you can't tell them apart. He talks about her going to her house in the Hamptons. That's not actually in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. Somebody put an interesting post about that. If you've ever watched The Real Housewives of New York, you'll know that they don't want to go to the place where Bonnie Crombie's house is, allegedly yeah. in the Hamptons, because it's not she enough for yes. them. It's too lowbrow. Uh, it's a house she inherited from parents. Um, while he's frequently MIA at his cottage in Muskoka's. Yes. Which he announced yesterday he was going to until after family day in February. December, January, February. Yeah. Past basically three months. Yeah. He's just going to vanish again. Oh, but don't worry. He'll be on the phone, which is Mr. Grizzly. His skidoo in the winter and his sea in the summer. That's what he calls them, the phone. 24-7. Yeah. So um, somebody, the auditor general comes out and is like, uh, yep, yeah, see ya, bye. And I'm going to hiding. Until mid-February. I just... Yeah. And that it's just... Can you talk about projection here? Well, and did you notice how, and, and I'm going to take a page from my own book here, exasperated Sid was? <laughs> like, I mean it. I'm not being, I'm not trying to joke. He was completely exasperated, which I am all the damn time because of stuff like that. <sighs> Just, yeah. oh. Yeah. I'm like, I do not know what it is about this particular movement, but we got Padiev voting against a national food program. We got him voting against a Ukraine free trade act, telling us that the reasons are what we all know what the reasons cannot possibly be. We have Doug Ford pulling this kind of crap. We've got Daniel Smith out at COP28 while there is a big grass fire in Alberta saying buy more oil. I'm we got Blaine Higgs and Scott Moe oppressing kids, invoking the notwithstanding clause because parental rights, but clearly not all parents. What is we are we are we are being treated like we're dumb we're being treated like we're inconvenient we're just another thing for them to get around or get by Mm -hmm. i don't talk to us like we're dumb we're not we see you we know what's going on we know what you're trying to pull but but the the absolute audacity of Doug Ford to say that. <laughs> and he still hasn't called her to congratulate her. No. Standard operating procedure when there's a new leader. Mm-hmm. 
that came out with those attacks right off the bat, but no. Maybe he's jealous of her hair. That's just... And then there's something we forgot to mention yesterday. Oh. But yesterday was December 6th. Mm -hmm. Yes, the 34th anniversary. Of the Polytechnic. Mm -hmm. The guy that did that was MGTOW before we had an abbreviation for it. Yeah, incel MGTOW. And we have a leader of the opposition who wants to be prime minister who caters and coddles. Mm -hmm. What happened on December, 20, December 6th, 34 years ago? 14 women were murdered for being women. That happens when people coddle and champion this type of movement. I'm just... <clears throat> These are not good people. No, they're not. They are not good people. They do not have your interest in mind. None. We reported the other day, life expectancy has been dropping. Now it's dropped everywhere because of COVID. Mm -hmm. But nowhere more than in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. Run by a um, thrice convicted once. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> 54, he has a 54% approval rating. How? Saskatchewan, he's literally letting you die. I, I don't More than any that. other premier. You're sitting there with the bowl going, please, sir, might I have some more? You're being abused. This is, it's like Stockholm syndrome. Oh, yes. You've been kidnapped and you're in love with your captor. It's political Stockholm. I don't Stockholm know what syndrome. else it could be. I don't know what else it could be. Seriously. What's the, I'm just, when we're at the point that we can't even agree, on feeding children so that they can get the best start in life. Mm -hmm. right. When do we decide as a nation that the party that forms allegedly His Majesty's loyal opposition allegedly does not deserve to be neither or deserves to be neither the government nor the opposition, that they deserve some serious time in the sin bin. Mm -hmm. Like two or three elections worth, so that they clearly get the message. I, I don't, I just don't get it. No. No, I, I don't. I, I'm. They won't do anything to stop to fight climate change. Mm -hmm. So we're either going to choke, drown, burn to death while we're starving. Welcome to the feudal system, the new feudal system, where us serfs work for our oligarchs. Not feudal lords, but feudal lords, but oligarchs. And then we can go nowhere mm -hmm. if we don't burned to death 
Mm-hmm. At least have our burns treated. Or starve. Burn or starve, but we won't get any treatment because we can't afford to pay for it. Remember debtor's prison? How soon before they try and bring that old nugget back, eh? And of course, with Marilyn Gladue wanting to go full Gilead. These are not good people. They do not have your interest in mind. They don't. And people go, what, the taxes? The ta-? I'm like, you d- look at the bigger picture here. Don't get them, don't, don't have them la- get you to laser focus on a tax that actually will help benefit you in the long run. A tax, and here's the thing as well, right? What good is lower taxes? Minimally lower taxes. Probably mm-hmm. won't even make a difference in your life. If you have to pay yeah. more than that, in insurance. What is the use of removing, I understand, a general principle that food producers should not have any carbon taxes. Part of me says, I can't disagree with it. The Mm -hmm. other part of me says is that we're all living on the same planet. Yes. And we are all have to breathe the same air. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in, you also, I can see making a case for both. But you know oh, what yes. really drives up the cost of food? Bad growing seasons because of mm-hmm. pest infestation or droughts or floods or fires. You really want to help farmers? Reduce the likelihood of their crops going underwater. Or just drying in the field. Yeah, you can remove a couple of cents off a carbon tax or dollars off a carbon tax now. But if they can't grow anything, because the climate won't allow it, then what? There's no plan. I'm so tired of this party trying to win the nanosecond. There is no long-term plan. Well, there is a long-term plan. It's just not for us. No. No, it's not. And there, It is not for us. And here's the thing. is record fundraising numbers for the Conservative Party of Canada. People are begging them to be abused. Well, at least it's not the Liberals doing it. I guess. I just... Canada, Canada, Canada. I'm an optimist and I always have faith in the voter. But come on here. Come well, on. And remember, remember, uh, it, people, if they're informed, they can make an informed decision. But right now they're not being informed. They're being lied to daily and not being held to task for the lies. So our job our job, our duty as, as people who love and support the idea of democracy is to inform as many people as we can. So yes, it's self-serving when we ask you to share our content. It is. We don't, we don't deny that. But it's also serving a greater good. 
letting Canadians know what is going on because they're not getting it from the mainstream media. I mean, case in point, a massive story we started our show off with is nowhere to be seen on any of the major news outlets in this country. In the 10, 15 minutes I had after I rolled out of bed, I literally came right to the computer and looked up two things. Mm-hmm. Conservative vote against a national food program. And I looked up Auditor General Ontario Report. And the three, the first three things that came up on the food program was this October 30th, 2019 thing from the Coalition for Healthy Food, mm-hmm. a CTV article from April 12th, wondering why it wasn't in the budget, and then a CBC article from October 2nd of this year saying that Canada is the only G7 country without a national school food program. Advocates say it's time, but nothing about yesterday's vote. Then I went to the main page of CBC Politics. It's nowhere. And the main page of CTV Politics, and it's nowhere there. Mm -hmm. That's really troublesome. So everybody in Canada who doesn't have time to do what I do. Yeah. So please, please share this particular episode with as many people as you can. Because people need to know that the Conservative Party, the, the, the loyal opposition, would rather watch children starve because they voted against a national food program for children's schools. Ghouls. Ghouls! Please share this with as many people as you can because obviously mainstream media isn't talking about it and we need people to know what that government represents, what that party represents. They don't care about children. They only care that children are born. That's it. After that, you're on your own. Clearly evidenced by what they voted against yesterday, including, of all people, who I thought was the one decent person in the party, Michael Chong. Chong. It's like, dude, you've just sold yourself out completely. He's, he's, no, I'm sorry. You don't get to come back from that with me. No. You're dead to me. You are dead to me. You voted against feeding children. Nope, you're dead. You cannot redeem yourself in my eyes, as far as I'm concerned, ever. Nope. No way. Nope. I just... <sighs> boggles my freaking mind. I, yes. I, I... You know me, kids. I'm not the guy <laughs> who doesn't have words. And now you're, you're speechless for a change, right? I got, there are, I'm out of superlatives. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I, I'm out I, of adjectives. I'm out of, like, you know, when you, it's like sometimes I, I turn around and go, oh God, I hate this. No, no, no. Hate isn't strong enough. I, 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 I abhor. Yeah, that's it. I've got nothing. Hmm. Well, look, here we are, you know, right here. <sighs> National Framework for a School Food Program Act. Pierre Polyev, nay. Michael Chong, nay. nay. Cody Blois, Patricia Laziano, uh, Jamie Batista, all voted yay. Yeah. There were five who didn't vote. I don't know. It's if because they actually do support it and they were whipped, so they were told not to vote or 
or just busy. Who were the five? Do you know? Do you know Raquel Dancho, Chris mm-hmm. Dantremont, Randy Hoback, Damien Couric, and John Nater. Mm. I'm not familiar with any of them. And that there were two people who weren't there to vote, but they sure made sure to make sure that they're paired with someone that their vote got in. Eric Duncan. Mm-hmm. Seriously, dude? You're Eric Duncan, we don't hear a lot about him, but he's the other openly out MP who with Melissa Lansman shares mm-hmm. seats with Garnet Genuous and Brandon Leslie. But he's in the inner circle, so I guess he had to if he wanted to keep his position. And Gerard Deltel. South Glengarry is his and, writing. And Gerard Deltel. Mm. That'll go over well in Quebec. By the way, that little dip that people were wondering... After like all that uh, stuff about uh, the Black Quebecois, uh, the conservatives are, are working with the liberals are working with the separatists, and then Rachel Thomas's little thing. If you're looking at three thirty-eight. It's just started. The last two reporting periods started mm-hmm. to dip down in Quebec. These things, these things will take time nationally, because there needs to be an accumulation, and people need to see it. But in Quebec, people, somebody was making the point, yeah, but in Quebec, it won't take long. Yeah, in, in Quebec, once you start doing that kind of stuff, it's pretty much instant. Yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, God. Yeah, I know. How, how, how are we doing for time, Mr. Grizzly? We got a roll, bro. We got yeah. a roll. All right. Uh, kits, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver. So I'm, I'm, I'm just... Uh, we hope that you didn't enjoy listening to this because we Actually, did not yes. enjoy no. making this one. Not today. No, this was not, this was not a pleasurable act today. It was about anger and disgust at the, uh, loyal opposition, the opposition party in power, uh, disgust, disgust. I don't, and, and right now I'm running out of superlatives that are, 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 and I mean, I know I dropped some F-bombs, but I have some other ones in mind. I'm just not going to use them. Um, of course, kids, we love you. And audience listening, if you're listening on podcast later, we love you. We love spending time with you. But as Mr. Grizzly says, this... Not a pleasure. This is not it. No. This is not it. Um, as Mr. Grizzly says, uh, sharing is caring. So please make sure your peeps and poops hear about this one in particular. Uh, yes, uh, I will. Uh, Saucy Sea Witch, Rian, I will be doing working on that uh, later on. She suggested put some shorts together from this, and I will once I get a chance when I get home today. I will put some shorts together from this particular episode uh, because the shorts reach a really large audience, and that's how it brings more people in. I just we need to get the message out. You, I want Canadians to really understand what that party represents. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, I just, yeah, if you want to uh, write to us, true north eager beaver at uh, uh, gmail.com um, to subscribe, make sure that you don't miss an episode. The Ray Girl has got you covered. Uh, that squiggly right by me brings you to our uh, pod page. That's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters, 
with a hyphen between each one of those words, uh, go to our YouTube page. Please like, share, subscribe there. Uh, we've crossed 480, so we're getting closer. Um, and then, of course, the squiggly by Mr. Grizzly's head there brings you to our coffee page. Uh, if you'd like uh, to make a donation to make sure that we can keep on bringing you this content, we would really appreciate that. Uh, that's coffeeko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. Um, if you're listening on podcast and you're not watching, clearly you hear the exasperation in my voice. <sighs> Seldom do you end a show like this. You're usually very upbeat, even on dark days. But today, yep. this, I know this has been a lot for you. It's been a lot for me. I'm, you're exasperated. I'm pissed off. Oh, I'm, I'm pissed off to don't let my calm demeanor. No, I know. I know. Just, we, we both can't be yelling, right? That's because the thing. This will be so you bring. I'm the yelling up. blue jacket guy. You're the, yes, you're the and, calm. And I try to bring measured. the calm, but, um, yeah, if there was a way to get like an emotional X-ray, you're vibrating internally. I'm right this now. guy. Yeah, I'm this guy right now. Um, it's just anger doesn't begin to cover it. When I get very angry, I get very quiet and calm and measured and pointed. That's when you know you've pissed me off. So <laughs> I'm, um, I don't do volume. Typically, uh, I have, but I don't. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make because democracy is something that you do. If not for this, for what are you going to write a letter in your own handwriting? This is the one. This is the one you really need to reach out to your MP, MPP, MLA. Let them know. Well, actually, no, just MPs on this one because this is just a federal program. So just contact your MP. Let them know. Ask for a meeting. Yes. Ask for a meeting. Yes, and if they're not taking your call, go to the damn constituency office if you can. Show up in person. He's not here today. Well, I'm telling up in person because I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Well, that will definitely, if, the, if there's anything that hits more than an actual handwritten letter, is that yep. you took to time to put shoes and a coat on and go there and say, he's not there? Well, let me give you a piece of my mind. Mm -hmm. Be respectful. Yes. And remember, that's just a person who works there, okay? Don't yell at them. Please do not do that. Please do not do that. If your member of parliament is a conservative and they voted against a food program and you can get a face-to-face, -face, feel free to yell at them. Maybe do it in a, in a calmer demeanor like Mr. Beaver and don't go all grizzly blue jacket guy on them, but let them know what you're thinking and how you're feeling and how pissed off you are at this. Yeah. You don't want to be escorted out. No, don't do that. Don't but do that. It, it, it helps be, no one. But be clear. Be clear. All right. Uh, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your Beaver saying it could be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. Mr. Grizzly, some words of wisdom. Take a deep breath. Take 10 in a row. It will calm you down. Trust me on this. It's science. And get through your day as best you can. But let people know. Let people know what took place. Let them know how wrong it is that a, 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 a 
political party in this country voted to not feed children. I am so fucking mad right now. I'm at five right now. <laughs> Keep going. It'll help. Mr. Grizzly, roll the credits. Roll the credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. We'd like to wish Mateo and Rain, Kit Mateo and Kit Rain, uh, good health. Good They're, health. They've been a little under, under the weather. The weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To the Kit, I don't remember who it is, who said they liked my shirt. I'm just going to take the headphones off and show you a couple of things because mm-hmm. t-shirts have a front and a back. Oh, okay. Okay. So right, let's so. see. That. So there's a moon on the front. Is it the moon? I think it's the moon. Isn't it the moon? What does it say? Let's agree to peregree. Okay. Let's agree to apogee. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. How can you tell me? Tell me, I live with a scientist. Yeah, no kidding. Tell me I live with a scientist. No kidding. <laughs> it was. I a, have a. I have to show. I have to show the kids something, and I'll read this for the listeners. This is a, this is a, a tweet summed up quite well by a person who I follow, and sometimes they say some things that I, wow. And oftentimes they say something that I go, yep, I agree with this. And this is one of them. Polyev is such a great guy that he voted against a national school food program. The same Polyev that never shuts up about how many people visited food banks this year. I just said that. Or about how people can't afford food. Every time he stands up in the House of Commons, it's all lies and theatrics. And he does it for social media clicks. Welcome to Constarpiece Theta. And our wishes also for good health to Kit Jazzy. It seems all the kids in the household are not feeling well. Mom and Dad, make sure. <laughs> mm. Because if they need you, you guys can't be sick too. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, yeah. All the love, kids. Try to have a good day. See ya. Uh. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. 
Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.